Welcome to the Shooting the Cue podcast, presented by Heath Riles Barbecue, with tips, tricks, and an inside look with some of the top pitmasters in the game. Now here's your host, Heath Riles. Welcome back, everybody. We're here for season three on Shooting the Cue. It's been a little short break right after the holidays. Uh, you ready for season three, huh? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you guess so? It's, uh, what can I say, 2023 was an incredible year, I think, as far as uh, growing and learning and just trying to be more involved with the business like we have been. We hadn't we hadn't really sat down and got as structured as, as we have been in the past as we did last year. And I feel like leading into 24, we've all, already got a great jump on it. So let's talk about uh, kind of 2023, how it went, some of the recipes we filmed, and some of the times we had. That sound good to you? Yeah, it went by so fast. <laughs> You're gonna talk about it and be like, "That was, seemed like just a week ago." I well, I mean it. It was a week ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. Uh, you know, but um, I don't, I don't know. One of the first things we done in January, you know, we kind of started out and we went to uh, Win Pigs Fly event uh, with Smoking Brothers. Um, they're a pellet grill manufacturer out of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and they invited us to kind of team up they do this huge fundraiser and they bring in all kind of different veterans from different uh segments uh i think we were uh, paired with the semo organization is that right and um there was some military first responders and uh there was a girl i think she had a, a louder mouth than i did for sure uh what was the, what was her name jacob i cannot remember her name yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, but I'm sure we'll be paired with her again, and that event's coming up in a week or so, and so we're going to be back in Cape Girardeau. I didn't get to make that event in 2023. I know. Maybe I'm going to try. You're going to try to make it this this time, right? I'm going to try. I'm not going to promise, but I'm yeah. going to try. Things change when you have a child. <laughs> I know, I know. But it was to raise money for first responders and military, and it was hosted by Smoking Brothers. Like I said, it was at Southeast Missouri State's campus. Inside of there, like, where they host basketball games and that, like I said, took up the floor and all that, and we kind of used pellet grills on the inside, and they give us all a case of boneless, skinless chicken thighs, pork tenderloin, uh, petite pork tenderloins, and, and some other things, and we got to cook and kind of hand out to the public. But it was a really good thing. I, I donated the rub that we kind of carried up. And as people made donations, I kind of give them a bottle of rub. So it was an interesting event for sure. So how did it work, though? I don't feel like you – I mean, I know it was to raise money, but – So as people sampled your food, they kind of give you uh, tips or however you want to say it, and it all went into a bucket. And whoever raised the most money that day won the kind of little event. Well, the night before, we kind of actually had a uh, like an auction of, of the teams. And um, Myra Mixon's son actually bought our team. Uh, David did, David Mixon did, give a couple thousand dollars. And that got split between. He didn't buy his dad. He didn't team. buy his dad. He bought us. And, um, you know, I'm a competitive kind of guy, and so I set out to win the thing. And so we could, whoever raised the most money got it. So, of course, me, I just started giving away barbecue rub, $10 donation. When you sample the food, you, hey, $10. Or some people just had, you know, maybe 8 bucks. I don't know. Some give 15, but whatever you want to give, you got a product off the table and you sampled some food and 
we ended up winning the big fundraiser, and I think we raised almost $4,000 too. So it was, it was a – I felt like we'd done a great job for what we were there for. Do you know what the grand total raised was, like for the whole event? Probably not. But. Uh, I'm going to have to refer back to Jacob on this, but I want to say it was around fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand. 16,000. Yeah, it was close to 20000 if I'm not mistaken. That's cool. So it, it was a – I thought it was a great event. For it to be – it was really cold outside, which was a kicker. <laughs> And to be inside, being able to grill and host that event, it was just, it was cool. It got a little smoky in there I was about to say, it just seems like it'd be hard to breathe. They've got exhaust fans, <laughs> and it, it, it rose, but they had a live bands going on. They had a beer garden. Uh, they had vendors there. They had a little store set up. So you, you can see music, food, sampling, talking to people like us. It was a, a really good It time. says on here that you had a bike horn. Well, I needed a noisemaker, and somebody give me a bike horn. That's awful. Now, this year, I'm going to be honest, I'm looking for, I think I need a megaphone or something like that to carry up there. I probably am not going to make that one. Why? <laughs> you know how I'm going to get. And Ricky's going, too. And he's going to have a hell of a time trying to get people to. Ricky's going with us. I heard he was there last yeah. year. Yeah, he was there last time. He was great help. Great he was um you know and, and so th this is their fourth annual event and this is the first time we was involved with it. it was last year but i'll i'll be involved from here on out Raylan, that's right Raylan. that was our waitress's name the other night Raylan. where at Raylan is how she yeah. said it yeah you're yeah, saying Raylan like yeah Raylan. <laughs> yeah <laughs> never mind on that one <laughs> well look skipping on from the event there I felt we cooked some incredible recipes in January from the honey butter pecan salmon we cooked with Bob when he was in town. Bob. Uh, Trudnack. Trudnack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. Oh, <laughs> uh, Trudnack. Uh, pulled beef sandwich. It was really good. The cherry pecan ribs is really good that we done. And then we done some party wings and some loaded beef and bean dip. Um, all those recipes are really good in January. You know, we try to stick with kind of football foods and quick and easy foods. It's cold outside and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So those January recipes. But we rolled into February, and we didn't really have a lot of travel in February. I don't think we've done anything in February. That Not I that I remember. I don't I don't remember doing anything. Besides watching the Super Bowl and our anniversaries in February, and it's I Valentine's Day. I remember the Super Bowl. I do. We stayed at home and watched the Super Bowl. I cooked some food. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the weather actually was pretty cold last February here, so we didn't do much. It was colder, like, a lot last year, I feel like, at this time. I don't know. It's just now kind of really getting cold. Yeah, it is. I mean, we didn't really have a cold November or December, I mean, for the most part. I mean. Not this year. Not, no. Um, but. Nick. Last year, this year. I'm sure February, we get into February this year, March, you know, there's been Aprils where we had snows Snow. here it's now. True. The way everything's changed, you know, we did a barbecue event at Toka and it snowed out snowed there. that year. Beginning of April. Um, you know, and, and with it not being prime barbecue season, we made some pizza sliders and some enchilada dip and we made some smoked pork belly burn-ins and those were really good. Um, but we didn't, we didn't do much in February, been a short month and that's kind of our our cold month and our anniversary month. And then we rolled into March. And we didn't have any travel this past March at all. No, not nope. that I remember. Mm -hmm. We didn't go anywhere. Just Easter and opening day of baseball. And we cooked that viral 
Philly cheesesteak <laughs> on the new Traeger. And that you we made upset. all of Philadelphia mad. I know all of Philadelphia was really, really upset over that, especially that I used shaved New York strip instead of shaved ribeye. And the wrong cheese and the wrong bread and yeah, the wrong everything. I was working with what I had <laughs> local here. I do not live in Philadelphia. I live in North Mississippi. So <laughs> in a pinch, you got to go to Jersey Mike's or you got to go to the bakery deli and you got to get you some bread and you got to do what you got to do. It's it true. Is we don't it have is. that stuff here that no. like they do. Just like I'm sure we have stuff here that they don't have there. So I mean, it it's one of those things, you know what I mean? But talking about videos, after that, we rolled into Whiskey Glaze Peach Ribs. Those were really good. Um, I like them with that crown roll peach in them. The Guinness Beef Sliders are really good, and we done a three-pound porterhouse steak. Uh, we done some bacon-wrapped beef tenderloin and some bacon-wrapped brats. And I can tell you that porterhouse steak really sticks out to me because when I told the butcher that day I wanted him to cut me a two-and-a-half-inch thick porterhouse at Kroger he looked at me like I was crazy and he said what are you going to do with that are you using that as a roast and I said no I'm going to cook it I'm going to eat it as a steak and he was a new butcher he didn't know me at the time because mm. Bob had left from over there but yeah he didn't know what I want to do with a two and a half inch thick porterhouse they probably don't see that often no they probably don't it was it had a nice price tag on it to come from Kroger for sure <laughs> to be a, a regular cut but April is always a busy month for us, always. Yes, that's kind of when it starts getting busy, with normally. It, with it being Eastern and rolling into Spring Fest, and, and the one event that we didn't do last year that we're going back to this year, we didn't go to Shields Outdoor. Well, because it was our daughter's birthday. It it's was. also in April. Yep, and they moved the Shields event to that weekend. And so, yeah, I couldn't go because of our daughter's first birthday. Yep. So I, I told them if they didn't move it, I wouldn't be back, and they did move it. And so this year we are going. Yeah. Um, is that in March this year? Is that right? When we go to the Shields event? When is that? April? No, it's in April right before Spring Fest, right before the week of Spring Fest. That's right. Didn't it? But you did. So you didn't go last year, but they all, it snowed and it was like crazy, which it has never been that way before. Everybody had to go buy like boots and mm -hmm. I think coveralls and bibs and all that. Not and so I like got that. really lucky <laughs> not having to go because of our daughter's birthday uh but i'm looking forward to it this year and i'm going to be yeah. sure that i pack some bibs really just in i mean i'm not going to be crazy i don't want to get off up there without my car hearts i mean uh, you have shields that's why you're there well i don't want to buy you know my car hearts are like 20 years old those bibs <laughs> i wear and that is literally the bib the car heart bibs that i wear hunting sometimes or i wear out to work in those things are 20 years old every bit of 20 if not older than 20 years old that just goes to show you carhartt i mean they make stuff at last yeah. also goes to show you i don't work a lot in them <laughs> that, that's true <laughs> well i mean uh, being truthful um you know but we also kicked off our podcast in april and that's so crazy. for this to be season three we shot two seasons last year um I'm not going to say that I'm comfortable behind the mic yet and, and hosting these podcasts, uh, but I've had a blast with a lot of the guests we've had yeah. in here and talking about some of the recipes, and we've had some really fun moments on and off camera with the podcast, everything that we didn't show, um, and, and it just brings out a different side of people, and we get to talk to people and see people more that, that we're not in a competitive space cooking. Yeah. You know, I guess is a better way to see it. 
Um, you know, and coming up soon, we have Bob and Mo on the show, so that should be real interesting uh, for sure. Uh, but last April, not only kicking off the podcast, you know, we always do a, a good ham every Easter. Every Easter. And last year we done a, a, a whiskey raspberry glazed ham, had some bourbon in it, um, and it was very good. The maple bacon cinnamon rolls were good. The shrimp tacos were good. And, of course, one of my favorites, believe it or not. My uh, idea. Yeah, it was the stuffed peppers that I done. The chicken stuffed peppers. Chicken stuffed peppers. Those were actually very good. I mean, we cooked them in that wood-fired oven and our Lodge cast iron pan, and I am I guess it's probably time to do that again. Yeah. Uh, those were really, really they good. I could probably good. do a different version of those, maybe a Mexican-inspired version stuffed pepper. I liked uh, the version the way it was. That was good. It was really good. I guess you could change Really, it really up. good. We done the hangover burger. I really liked it. It was good. And the hickory smoke prime rib, you know, and then we also had spring fest in April. Now spring fest for everybody that don't know South Haven spring fest is kind of our backyard cook local. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I know you didn't get to come as much as you wanted to because of the baby and all that, but we had people in town, uh, Shannon Lacey come and cook the contest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bob, he was not here for spring mm -mm, fest. No. Uh, Mitchell come to town. And Kevin come to town to help because he was running a pit in Memphis. Barely. Barely. He had such a crazy trip to get here. We talked about that on the podcast with him that we did. That was, he barely got here, but he did. Well, you remember when we got here, too, the hotel had give, would not let him check in his room, I but remember. had charged me, me for it. I remember because I had called the night before and told him that he was still coming, but I didn't know what time he would be there. They told me it was not a problem. They were holding the room. Well, then once he got there, they were like, oh, we don't have the room. Yeah. That manager was so rude to me that day <laughs> and so just. He hung up on me on the he, phone. He, he hung up on you. Hung up on and me. I drove over there. We <laughs> got into a verbal argument in the lobby. He told you he was going to call the police. And I told him, man, don't call the cops. I'll call them for you. I said, all my friends are on shift, so I can get them over here if you really need them to. And, uh, of course, that didn't happen. Uh, but we left, and we got to check in the room later on. We just said, forget it. But six months later, five or six months later, this guy was arguing with another customer, and they shot him in the leg. In the hotel it lobby. It wasn't they meant shot for him to be a hotel manager. I just don't think he should be a hotel manager. I don't think he should be in customer service at all, the way he, that he Very rude. Acted. And you know what? I do feel bad for the guy because he didn't deserve to get shot. But do I think it's funny as hell? <laughs> yes, I do. Because it reminds me straight up off the movie Harlem Nights. Oh, yeah. If nobody, if you've never watched Harlem Nights, that's one of the classic Eddie I, Murphy movies. I don't think when I he have. is telling that lady that he ain't gonna fight her, he's gonna shoot her pinky toe off if she keeps on. Well, go ahead. And he told her shoot three times, and he finally shot her pinky toe off. So you think somebody probably told him? And you know what? They probably it. warned that dude, and he just would not he, stop popping was, off that mm. mouth. And. Uh, we don't we don't put people at that hotel anymore because no of him. we don't we we change hotels because yeah we of that, don't even use that hotel I don't remember that guy's name but I hope he's he's healed up nice on his crutches on his crutches <laughs> I don't know I don't remember his name either it can't help but be funny come on you're arguing with somebody in the lobby and they pop off a twenty two round in your leg just because I mean we don't know the story truly but I don't give a damn what the story was <laughs> it's a 
You argue with somebody and they tell you to stop and they shoot you in the leg. He, That's yeah, pretty. He wasn't. He wasn't friendly. At Hampton Inn. Was it Hampton Inn? No. What was it? <laughs> Hilton Garden Inn. Hilton Garden Inn. Yeah, Hilton Garden Inn. Don't stay at the Hilton Garden yeah, Inn. Yeah, don't stay at the Hilton Garden Inn. In our town. Oh, man, that was uh, that was a good one. So a- after Spring Fest, we did not final at Spring Fest, uh, but we had a really good cook. I don't even remember where we placed it. You usually remember that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't remember where we placed that day. 27th. 27th, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, never mind. That's why I don't remember where I finished at. You erased it from your memory. Yeah. Well, you know, they always say you go to go to South Haven, do good. You don't want to do good at spring at, at Memphis in May. You know, it's kind of always been a thing. And we went down there and almost had a perfect score. We went up ninth overall. With a perfect uh, score, yeah. Yeah, we were like .14 away from a perfect score. Uh, that just shows you how close it is. But – Talking about the podcast, we kicked off season one, um, and the first two episodes released on 420. How fitting. Mm-hmm. Just saying, those were high times. Um, and we kicked off the first episode, and then Mitchell, and uh, then, of course, we I had wasn't on. on that one. I don't, yeah, it was just you and Mitchell, wasn't it? Well, everybody was in town kind of for, um, yeah, for Spring Fest, and then uh, we filmed one with Kevin and Shane. Um, while they were in town here and just kept going from there. Um, you know, and then we rolled into May after Spring Fest, you know, we're kind of it's done hit the fan around here and we're loading trailers and making sure we've got everything ordered we need to order and all that kind of stuff for Memphis in May and never seems to get done. <sighs> well, we're in January like you think it is. right now. You think you have it all covered it. and then oh I know, I'm just saying I feel like it's just one of those, no matter how much you plan, you always think of other stuff that you, at the last minute. I know. And I I say every year I'm going to be more organized. And I am more organized every year than I am the year before. We don't even have a trailer right now. No, I sold my trailer. (laughs) We don't even have a barbecue trailer. The new trailer should be here anytime. Uh, It is what it is. But but we rolled into May to to go to Memphis in May. And we kicked that off with Cinco de Mayo. And I done... (laughs) Some gringo ribs, and I used some of my rub and some of Malcolm's rub. And I will tell you, those ribs were some of the best ribs I cooked all year long. I'm going to put them in my top three rib recipes for the year. Those gringo ribs are really good. I really liked them with squeezed lime on them. Uh, the flavors, the herbs that it picked up, the Mexican flair, I really, really liked it. Um, and then we done the whole Ramble Rita and nachos for Cinco de Mayo and the Yeti bucket and all that kind of stuff. We also – eat. Did you drink that Hennessy for Cinco de Mayo, or was that just? No, we did. uh, So we took a little office lunch over to the local Mexican joint, and uh, one of our workers decided after everybody had had too many margaritas and too many beers and everything else that we were going to have shots of Hennessy. And um, I did not have that shot. I did. I didn't. I'm I'm not not a Hennessy drinker. I don't. Not I mean, a Hennessy drink. I knew better than Evidently, that. she was not either. She'd never had it. She just wanted to order it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not good. But we kind of focused on, on ribs for the whole month. Yeah, that's true. And so I said the gringo ribs were in my top. You know, them mm-hmm. hot wing ribs that i done were in my top, too. They were really good. Yeah. Because I think those two rib recipes are two totally different flavor profiles off from any kind of barbecue that you could ever yeah, do. Yeah, they're unique. Very unique. Uh, did you eat any of the hot wing ribs? 
I don't remember, honestly. Um, I don't know if you were home that day or not. I really don't remember if I did. Um, but I know if I I know I like Bob's Hot Wings also, and that says that's what you use. So I'm sure. Yeah, it was really good. I, I don't remember eating them, but I'm sure I would have liked them. I, I like know anything we, hot wing, like hot sauce. I do. You don't. I do. Yeah, that's right. And then we uh, we cooked some more ribs on the BFO, on yeah. the outlaw, and the Craxton from Memphis, you know. And then uh, we done some ribs on the Weber kettle. I finally stayed at home long enough to do something on the Weber. And it actually turned out to be my most popular full-length recipe video of the year. Um, and so uh, those ribs were really, really good. And then we done the spicy peach ribs, and I really liked those. Um, they were really good. But, yeah, five rib recipes a month of May. I don't know what I'm going to do this May yet. I hadn't decided if I'm going to do all ribs or I'm going to mix it up and do some different stuff. I don't know. It's barbecue month, so barbecue but i, I think i'm gonna change it up and do something different every week and what i really want to do i know what you're about to say i think is film some competition style videos oh, that's not what i thought you were gonna say building. i thought you were gonna say a whole hog i'm gonna cook a whole hog for a video coming up we are yeah i have plans for fourth of july whole hog and i have plans uh probably for a competition hog video and I'm I'm gonna do it, and uh, I'm gonna wait till we're finished at the farm. You gonna do it, it all there. by yourself on the video? I don't know. You can help if you want. <laughs> I've never had a choice before. Um, but I'm gonna break it down into segments, and yeah, where everybody is video. charging all this money for videos, I'm gonna upload it for free. I'm gonna give it away. I don't go out and cook contests every day anymore, so I really want to take the time with my film people here at the office, and really once we get our kitchen built. And our new film kitchen opens up in April or something like that, and we get finished with it on our farm. I really want to take and do competition style videos to how show somebody how to cook them and how to build the box if they ever decide they want to go to that contest yeah. or to a contest anyway. Um, and and I'm just going to give it away for free. I think a lot of people charging for these classes. I'm glad they make livings by it, but I'm not trying to make a living by doing that. So I'm just going to give away the knowledge that I've kind of learned over the years and. And, and see what happens. So that's I mean, I think people still want the classes too, though. Oh, they do. you get requests for that all the time. We do. And we do backyard-style classes now. I just don't yeah. do a lot of competition-style no, classes. No. And, and don't get me wrong, there's five or six people out here teaching classes that need to be teaching classes. They're proven winners every time they go out. Yeah. But some of the guys out here teaching classes that hadn't won but two or three contests, and it's like, what are you teaching a class on? I have noticed that lately as well. I mean, what what do you? Why is people gonna pay to? And I, I mean, think they're they cutting, they're trying to cut overcut, undercut prices from the real comp guys. To I mean, I'm not saying they're not real comp guys, but you really have to have an accredited win sheet before you can really charge that kind of money for a class and call it yeah. a competition style class. That's, I agree. I, I I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I don't want to go. I, I personally wouldn't want to go to somebody's class that hadn't been out there for years, really. I yeah, mean, no I knowledge want, and understanding yeah, of everything. I, I feel like that's what most people want in a class is to kind of get that knowledge that people have learned over however many years they've been doing it. Well, I've seen guys try to teach classes, and they don't even know how to break down a score sheet to read it. 
And so if you're trying to explain to somebody how to win a contest, but yet you can't yeah. read the score sheet, how are you helping that said person? Well, that's one of the top things that I, which I mean, I know I'm not the head cook, but when people have asked us or even just me, like, what do you, I always tell them to go take a judging class. And, and that's whatever sanctioning body, sanctioning body you're going to cook in. Um, you're not truly going to understand what judges are looking for until you do that because you can just go off of what people tell you all day. But until you are a trained or certified judge, you're you're just guessing. Well, and I'm going to back that up too. After you take the training class, you immediately need to go judge five contests. Yeah, because, or you'll forget it kind of sort of. Well, it's not so much forget it, and you'll know when I hit on this right here. When they build those boxes in there, they're not building them to make it look like what we build them. No, like. they're just kind of well they're because just throwing some meat in the box. Yeah, I, because I think the people building the boxes at those classes are not. They can't do it. Yeah, they're not truly box building people. They're not true they're just barbecue there to people. Help. Well, they're teaching the class. They have that side of the knowledge, but not maybe not the actual cook side. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I think, really good reps and organizers oh, out yeah. there that, that love barbecue and love the sport of it but can't do it. Well, and I'll be honest, I, I'm not picking a favorite by any means, but I, I do like that KCBS has where once you judge for so long, you go cook with a team to become, become a master judge. Become a master judge. I, I think that if there's nothing wrong with – being just a judge if that's all you ever want to do but I think a lot of those judges don't ever see the true competition side and what we all go through to get them that box unless they experience that I agree. in my opinion I do wish uh, wish the NBN had um, had something like that after yeah. so many contests you could go cook with a team and and become a master judge because as you know this is a, a hard subject to get on I could go on and on <laughs> about it about whole hog yeah. There is so many judges. I I hadn't judged an MBN contest. It's been five or six years now. Uh, but the last time I judged, I was sitting at the table with some very well-seasoned judges. I could blatantly pick out things in boxes that should or shouldn't be there, and they couldn't. And I, I, don't, I would never call any of their names out, but it's like I can – I have a very good palate, uh, but just – some of the things that they're considering top barbecue is not top barbecue. Um, and I understand that's the way the, the scoring is written in the Memphis yeah. Barbecue Network. You have to give a, a 10 that day. Yeah. Uh, where in KCBS you don't, you know. Um, well, they don't even have a 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I nothing wrong with either score. either side of looking at it like that. Oh. I just – I think to your point, to add on to that, it does need to be updated judging – uh, qualifications. You know, we had to do the update for KCBS. We had to go through online and do all that stuff. And if you didn't get it right, you didn't move on to the next segment. Mm -mm. And and we don't really have a lot of that on the Memphis side. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Memphis Barbecue Network. I would really like to see them grow. Uh, I'd love to see them progress and, and get back to 40 to 50 contests a year. Um, but let's face it, they need some help. They need some rule changes. They need some updating. Um they need some technology. They need several things, but well, I think every every sanctioning body could use changes. 
I mean, not just one or the other. Every everything could be updated. Well, I think with KCBS having the scoring issues they've had, yeah. they might need some updates too. And it's I'm not nitpicking on one or the other. Yeah, and trying to get off that we on May with barbecue month and <laughs> and kind of getting on the ramble with all that. But it, it's it's literally a um, every organization I really hope looks at and learns from other organizations yeah. in 2023. And takes it 2024 as a growing year to make some impactful changes in their organizations because you can't keep doing the things you have been doing the same way. Things need to be changed. Um, and that's the only way to allow things to grow. Um, and, and we see it in the Memphis side sometimes where they want to roll back the other way and go back to the way things used to be in the 80s. And that's not going to work anymore. It just don't work. Um, you just can't ever make everybody happy. So. You can't. You can't is what it no is. No matter what you do. Well, you know, kind of talking about Memphis in May. Um, Whole nother topic. I thought we had a great time at Memphis in May. I'm not even going to get into what's going on down at the park right now, any of that. I'm talking about just recapping last year. Yeah. You know, we started off Wednesday, had a just a low-key us. On Thursday, we hosted a Yeti Bloody Mary bar. Um that was for Hogs for a Cause. That was what for Hogs for a Cause, a fundraiser. Money for that. Uh, that was a really good deal. I love the whole Bloody Mary bar thing. We, we'll do it again this year, but we'll probably scale it back a little bit. It was Bloody Mary and Mimosa. Yeah, Bloody Mary and Mainly Bloody Mary, I think. Uh, Bob cooked beef ribs and wings and had a perfect score, basically, and still finished like 6th and 10th overall. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of perfect scores in uh, yeah. in the mix of those categories. And ribs, like I said, we finished ninth place with a one twenty five point seventy seven and a a one twenty a ten twenty six is a perfect score. So we're point two four out, not one four. Excuse me. Yeah. I think it was point one four out of finals is what it was. Point two four was a perfect score. But the big thing for me was seeing a rib team win it, and especially being tied to or knowing the person or people. That cooked those ribs, John Wheeler, John Dalton, um, you know, being tied to that team and, and cooking, and it couldn't happen to more of a deserving person than John David. I agree. Um, as far as rib, because he'd almost won it before the rib. And like I said many times before, if anybody was going to do it, I'm glad it had to be him. We sure didn't want some of these others to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just going to be truthful. I'm just going to be truthful. But June, we didn't have much travel at all. Um, you know, just grilled up some recipes. We've done a pork belly like a brisket, the Wagyu tomahawk ribeye, the hot honey jalapeno cornbread, uh, cheeseburger hoagies, which were incredible. I'm going to look back at Jacob that day. That, that, those were really good. Uh, and the, the hot and fast versus low and slow pulled pork. Um, those were all good videos for June. And then we rolled into July and um, just nailed some recipes. We didn't do much traveling besides a family vacation in July. And uh, we had pork belly tacos, Big Mac tacos, which was a viral TikTok <laughs> recipe. And I'm going to tell you, those those smash burger tacos, whatever you want to call them, however hit, that is an easy, simple recipe for a flat top. And you can make that thing into a taco or a a burger and you know they've been serving quesadilla burgers for years at Chili's yeah. you know back in the day really? Chili's used to be the place them two for one's cold beers 
Was it? Is it Chili's or is it Applebee's that does that? Is it Applebee's? You do two for one. Don't they have like? No, I'm talking. I meant like the quesadilla thing. I think they both both places. They're both kind of like bar pub food. Who knows? Applebee's shenanigans, whatever. (laughs) Same thing. I've never seen Ryan Reynolds there, unfortunately. Hey, for anybody that has not watched the movie Waiting. With Ryan Reynolds. With Ryan Reynolds from way back when. What was that, late 80s, early 90s? 80s? What? I don't know, 90s? Early 2000s. Early 2000s? Okay, my bad. Early 2000s. I don't know. Shit. Can't keep up with time. I don't know how old that man is. Not that old. Yeah, I'm probably older, right? I don't don't know exactly how old he is. I don't know. Probably. But yeah, that was that was good times. Um, but maybe it's awful. We finished up with wood fired chicken. It is not awful. You know what I mean? Like it's funny, but it's gross. It is. It shows you the true side of restaurants. Three more minutes to the ball drop, baby. Come on! Woo! 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 Oh, hi there. You're not closed yet, are you? I'm uh, not quite. Oh, terrific. Sorry, guys. Don't go into a restaurant 10 minutes to close and order food from the kitchen staff. Because just don't. No, just don't do it. Then we done the wood-fired chicken in the alpha oven, which is really good. And uh, the Hawaiian burgers. In August, we rolled in the college football kicking off, and one of the Biggest times that I had all year long happened in August. We went to Florida to the good old Rub and Tug, mm-hmm. uh, that W Sauce host, uh, which was a huge fundraiser. And you can talk a little bit about it. It was – I can't wait to August again this year. <laughs> I can't wait. It was just an event that, you know, Baron Burton kind of, I think, joked about, honestly, and it just – Came I think Matt, they were joking with Matt, Matt about Pittman, it, Matt right? Pittman, um, I don't know, and it just it came to life, basically, and they were able to put it together. I almost say throw it together, but I, I don't want to use that because I don't feel like it was a thrown-together event, but I think according to them, it kind of was um, because they only had a few mo- months to plan it, uh, but basically, you know, it was invitation only, and it was to raise money for pediatric brain cancer, and so... It was just what, a three-day event. A three-day event, and uh, this year I'm going to make it a four- or five-day event for myself. <laughs> I'm going in early and staying late. It was. It was um, It was a lot of work as far as, you know, you got to be up early to be down to the boat, but then you're not done till late, and then you got to be back up early. I mean, there was no, like, downtime, really, no which downtime. I'm not complaining about, but it wasn't. Everybody thinks about going to Key West or Florida and relaxing. It was not, it was not relaxing really. No, we cooked the whole time, and it was a lot. Of but it was fun. Boom, 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 and and it was a lot of notable people there. I mean, Max the Meat Guy, Ryan Lane from Lane's Barbecue, Matt Pittman, uh, Mike Starr from Blazing Star Barbecue, Dark Side of the Grill, Cosmo. Um, who else was there? Yeah, Al Fragoni. Uh, we met um, several other guys from TikTok. Uh, 
JD and them, everybody, Texas, um, the Briggy Bomb guys, the guys from RC Ranch. Who'd you say? I said I don't remember um, the other sauce people that we carry their sauce now. Oh, the uh, Drosco. Yeah, Drosco's. It it was just an incredible event, but cooking offshore, how many ever miles that was, five, six, ten, whatever, I don't know the miles. There's alcohol involved, but being able to cooking out on a sandbar and the water rising up and that picture that was captured and it went on front of the National Barbecue News and that was probably one of the, the best times that I've ever had that day. We grilled that lobster out there like that and that Wagyu and it was just an incredible day of fishing and and lobster diving and just hanging out. It was, I don't know. Lobster I, diving is not for me. Lobster diving is very hard for anybody that's not done any lobster diving. I mean, you're sitting here saying an incredible day of lobster diving. No, not that part. Well, I mean, I got in the water. You didn't get in the water. And I'm not going to for that. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Seven, eight, ten foot deep. Yeah, they said it was going to be like four to five. Now, the current was pretty rough carrying mm-hmm. you off that that's day that me. we went, but nope. it happens. Well, the... That was an incredible trip um, by far, and we finished up April cooking. Hey, don't forget you can only take one suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we go ahead and say that. <laughs> so I rolled the Memphis airport with two suitcases, and they tell me I can only take one. Per person. Per person to Key West on the plane. So I had to have one of my guys come get the suitcase with my supplies in it and FedEx it down. And then FedEx it back. It was such a headache. So this year, I'm going to be shipping some stuff down to the marina and shipping it back on a pallet. And I'm just going to get on a plane with a carry-on. That's it. Well, I'm not going to have a carry-on. I'm going to have a regular size bag, but I'll just have one. And we're going to Key West early and staying late. Eh, we'll see. I am. We have a daughter at home. I know, but I also I got to get down there and go fishing with Bear. I do want to go fishing with Bear also before this trip, so I can kind of sport out some spots. And I'm kind of thinking I may I'm go. Still waiting on my Bear hat. That I may go I in April, supposedly or March. Getting. I'm gonna look and see. Look at the schedule. May have to roll down there. You want to go? <laughs> I will. <laughs> I mean, just in and out. I want to go fishing a couple of days, but. Also, we done a podcast with Big Jake, Barbecue with Big Jake. And we've become friends with Jake, and I can tell you, uh, genuine, genuine guy, uh, one of the most down-to-earth people you can just ever sit and hold a conversation with. This guy's the most simple country. I feel like he's kind of shy, honestly. Uh, he, he is I mean, but not shy. behind the camera when he's, not like, doing his videos, but in person. Eh, I don't think bit. he's shy. It's just... He seemed a little shy. He came to our Christmas party. He did. He seemed, had a good time. Seemed kind of shy. Well, he didn't know a lot of people there. I know. We were so busy. I mean, he, he had a good time, though. And uh, he did come by Memphis in May. And yeah. he's actually going to Cape Girardeau with us. Uh, and I think he's going to be cooking with us at Memphis in May this year, hanging out with us. Um, really good guy. In September, we ventured on down to Orlando and went to... Chad Ward's grand opening, a whiskey bent barbecue, and uh, we done that. That was a great time seeing. Uh, we seen Matt and Cosmo again, and who else was there? Uh, 
Bear and Burton, did they make it there? Was it just Burton a was there? Burton Bear was there. wasn't there. Uh, um, Rogue Bagby. Yes, Rogue was uh, there. There was a lot of barbecue guys there in Florida, um, you know. But then I we went over to the Ace Show, and mm-hmm. uh, and seen a lot of barbecue people there. All the Gateway guys there, Tim and and all them, um, Cosmo, Alpha Groney, uh, Hey Grill, Hey Susie, um, of course Matt. I know I'm missing people, other people in the industry, but just being able to network with those people and Met see the everybody. Danos and people. Yeah, the Danos people were there. We had a booth right beside them. Uh, those are great people. Um, I mean, we had a fun-filled August and September for sure. Yeah. With the traveling to Florida busy. and gone and this and that and home and and um, and cooking recipes. We make the made those sausage balls, some cheeseburger dip. Some blooming barbecue bologna, uh, the bourbon and brown sugar baked beans, and then we made over the top chili, which was kind of my second most viewed video so far of the year of 2023 um, on the Traeger, and uh, it was um, that, that recipe turned out really good, you know. And uh, I see now going back into some of the notes that we made, um, just getting to see so many people. Amanda Riggin was there, and Kendrick was there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Benny's a good dude. Good dude. Kendrick Barbecue. Anybody that don't know who that is, need to look him up. Look Benny up uh, under Kendrick Barbecue on any of his social media platforms. Uh, he's he's had, got a hell of a brand and does really good videos and stuff. And he only cooks on Traegers, has since yep. day one. So, really, really good guy. Uh, but the trade show was really nice, Ace Hardware trade show. And we did um, – have some good uh good time in Orlando. We went to Top Golf. Uh, we went out to eat several places. Um, we go to Top Golf there one year. Yeah, it's and all a blur. Do what? I said it's all a blur. It was a lot of it. It was a blur because it was a, a lot going on there um, in Orlando at that trade show and leaving Chad's. We also met the uh, Spiceology people, Truff mm-hmm. Hot Sauce people. Baking up people. Um, I didn't meet them, but you probably did. Yeah, I did. Met, met the, the spiceology one. I didn't meet the baking up. Really, really good guy. I mean, you use that stuff all the time, though. And we do. And then uh, I say we had a busy August and September. We rolled into October. We went to the Jack Daniels in Lynchburg and kind of covered that and seen a bunch of people I hadn't seen in years. And had to leave early. I did. Had to leave early. The baby got sick. We had rented a house, and she got sick, and y'all had to come home. Pretty cool house, though. It was. Uh, on Tim Ford Lake. Um it was beautiful sitting out there in the morning times and in the evening times. Uh, yeah, that was a really good time. Whiskey Cove is Whiskey what they Cove. called it, I believe. Everything was really cool about that place except the driveway. You felt like you were just to run <laughs> off in the lake. That was kind of a scary there. driveway. Right. Hey, Jacob, hanging out the window at one point, can you see what's in front of the truck? <laughs> yeah, it was it was something else. You just had to press the gas and hope for the best. Yeah, especially <laughs> going up the hill, too, out the other Yeah, you can see. was rough. Um, but then we come home and a week later we were at well, Atlanta at the Royal Oak Invitational over there in Roswell, Georgia. And did a bunch of podcasts over there. I'd done a bunch of podcasts over there with a bunch of guys and I'm sure we're going back over there again this year. But, but one of the best things that we done there was me and you and Malcolm and Rochelle and Jacob all went to eat. Mm. And what was the name of that place that we went to? We did not Pompous. put it. Pompous. Oh. 
that was probably one of the most incredible meals that we've all had together. That was really, really good. What, what would you say, Jacob? That was one of the top. That was 10 out of 10. 10, out of 10. It was everything about it. We it were, was very good. We were the last ones in the restaurant to leave uh, that <laughs> night. They pretty much said, y'all, they done locked the front door. Uh, well, they didn't ask us to leave. They didn't ask they us to nice leave. They were nice about it. They were very nice about it. Very nice about it. They would have brought us more drinks if we wanted them. Yeah, we didn't need They were trying to run the vacuum in the back. <laughs> it was a, it was a good time. Fair. I think that's the only time you've ever had, like, um, soul fish done tableside, right? Malcolm taught me into getting the soul. And he it was like a lemon butter. I hadn't had it. I'm a huge, I love fish. Love Chilean sea bass and other fishes like that. I'll skip over a steak to eat good fish. Yeah. And uh, he said, if you've never had soul, man, you've got to get it. Got to get it. And it had fried capers on it. Oh, I forgot, yeah. It deep fried the capers, which was totally not traditional to me. I'm used to just capers being in a lemon butter sauce. But it was spectacular. I do remember that. It was just really, really good. Um, And we had some really good recipes. We'd done those chicken bombs. We'd done the barbecue sloppy joes, which I thought were, I don't know, it was a childhood throwback. The, the barbecue sloppy joes were really good. I don't to me think that I day. got to try that recipe, but I kind of wish I did because I love sloppy joes. And, and if it had W sauce, sure it was really it, good. It, they were really good, weren't they? Uh, but also, another thing that was super, super good was the boom boom chicken kebabs that we brushed with the Drosco sauce that we Pretty made. Pretty sure up. I tried those. Yeah, with their sweet Thai chili sauce and all that. It was, that was really good. And the beer cheese dip was good that we done on the Traeger. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, but you know, kind of, kind of going back and talking about Jack Daniels, we also was able to witness. I know you left, but we stayed around that Saturday and we went to awards and hung out and all that kind of stuff. And we got to see um, Uncle Pig's barbecue pit win the grand championship. We had the camera on him and to catch his reactions and his family's reactions was was I thought super cool. It's kind of giving me chill bumps under my hoodie now because. I've never won the Jack Daniels, but just being able to walk across some of the other stages I've walked across in my career. Yeah, that would um, be a good one to win. To, to see him win that uh, and knowing what it meant to him and his family, I'm just glad we were able to capture that moment for him. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, our good buddy Bill Gillespie, who we winded up interviewing at Royal Oak the next week, took first place chicken over there. Uncle Pigs took first place ribs. Smoking Magic out of Kansas City took first place uh, ribs. And then uh, first place biscuit Four. went to more better barbecue. Um, we were lucky enough to sit down with the old barbecue goat Darren Worth and mm-hmm. and talk to him while we were at the Jack. And uh, we filmed Carrie Chastain's ribs and chicken, uh, and they were both very good. And um, when we were at Royal Oak, um, we went on and followed four teams. Yeah through their box building since it was kind of a private event at Royal Oak, mm-hmm. an invitational event. And we filmed Charles doing his chicken. Yes. And he actually won first place chicken there, which was really cool. And uh, he is really precise on the everything. things he does, everything <laughs> that he does. And then being able to uh, follow, um, we done ribs with Jeff uh, from Chicken and Granite, oh, yeah. him and Derek. Mm. And, of course, that was a trip. Being in the trailer with those two during turn-ins. I wasn't in there, but uh, I was outside. No, and then we done pork with razor racks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drew, did he end up winning the contest? Yes, he yeah, did. he GC'd the contest. Uh, but been able to capture his pork box. I don't remember where he wound up uh, in 
pork. Was it first? First or second, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. But he, but he only cooking on three drums, though. And, you by himself. Yeah, by no himself. Really, really good time. Um, and then uh, we done Smoking Scullies. We followed him on brisket. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's one of our sponsored teams. And, and he had a really good brisket that day. And he got a brisket call that day. Ninth place brisket, yeah. Uh, but it, it was a really good time. Uh, and, you know, Malcolm made his uh, bullfrog punch for like a demo that, that was day. was good. That was really good for a big – Big punch deal, a party punch. Yeah. Um, and I'd done kind of a steak demo, talked about ribeyes and tomahawks and strips and all that kind of stuff and cooked them on a yoder. And like I said, that night we went to uh, Pompa's Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot we did have the tableside banana fosters. Yep. That was really good. That's kind of my my thing. If there's a tableside banana fosters on a menu when I go to a restaurant, I'm going to say what – 10 out of 10, I'm going to order it. If it's table side, yeah. If it's table side, every single time. I don't know why. And I'm not even a huge banana eater, but I love table side banana fosters. Really good. And then we rolled into Thanksgiving where I cooked a buttload of turkeys and hams and all that kind of stuff uh, for personally and for videos. But we also made the white chicken chili, which is really good. Uh, we done the Cajun boudin stuffed turkey. We done a fried turkey for the first time in a while on video. Um, I think you made some the, people mad with that video too, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says we could have killed a burner and all that. Well, I didn't want to kneel down on one knee and try to light We're a burner We're in Mississippi. Back we don't do pot. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got more. I'm not scared. <laughs> you know, I used to play in a cemetery when I was a kid at night. <laughs> oh, I'm not scared of a little grease over here of a grease fire. Well, I mean, it is a real thing. It can happen. It we can happen. I was outside. It, I wasn't in the kitchen. Yeah. Well. I wasn't on the patio. I was out in the yard, so I was not afraid of trying to catch something on fire because I know I wasn't going to catch it on fire. You know, I was a volunteer fireman as well. Don't go there. I know how to put out a fire. Don't fight it, girl. (laughs) We also made hash brown casserole, uh, and we took some Thanksgiving leftovers and made a turkey gumbo. Now, that was good, and... Might go home. We have to wait till Monday and do a red beans and rice because Monday is red beans and rice day. Did you know that? Why? Always, that's a Cajun tradition. It was a simple, easy dish to cook on a Monday. You soak your beans on Sunday night, and everybody always done red beans and rice on Mondays. Never I thought you knew that. that. I never heard that before. Yeah, I read that. It's like a Cajun tradition. Um, but we also made, uh, we took some leftover ham and made a ham and cheese quiche, which was really good. And that was the only the second key shit I'd ever made. And I'm missing out. I think that I need to create some different type of quiches. It's simple. Quiches. That sounds Well, not I right. wonder, is there such thing as a barbecue quiche out there? Has anybody ever done that? I've never Googled it, but I don't know if pulled pork would be good in it. But just hear me out here. Taking shop brisket and eggs and maybe some, some already cooked uh, hot sauce. You peppers hot and sauce. onions. And kind of putting in there and almost making, you know, like that. I think that would be pretty good. And then you drizzle hot sauce or spicy barbecue sauce over it. Hot sauce. Really thin. Hot sauce. I, don't I mean, know. I think, especially doing like burn ends in it or something. <clears throat> Maybe leaving them semi-big. Might have a new idea. I'd do a breakfast barbecue quiche. Sounds like I mean, something I'd try different. it. The ham and cheese one was really good. Well, and then we got into uh, December. 
And just like that, the year's gone. Came out with the glazes in December. We did. We launched December the 4th. It was one of the biggest things we done. We launched our three new glazes. Um, and, I, and I had five ready to go. And I didn't launch but three of them. I have a pineapple and an apple in the hole ready to go. And I'll say it on this podcast. I've worked on another flavor that has turned out really good. It's really unique. Uh, it's not another flavor out there like it. I'm not going to say it today on, on film. Uh, but I imagine we will see it sometime before Memphis in May. Because I think it's going to have to make a debut at Memphis in May on some ribs this year, that new glaze. Uh, but I, I can tell you all, for anybody that's not tried my cherry apple habanero yet, um, you can taste the cherry in it. it. It's got the cherry flavor coming through. You know that we like to make our stuff stand out. The heat levels are not super spicy on these at all. Um our, our almost two-year-old baby has ate some of these on tenderloin and things like that, chicken. Um, so it's not super spicy. I don't like uh, making anything that's super spicy. Uh, but some of the biggest things that we used after we launched the glazes, I done a brown sugar uh, glazed ham for Christmas, double smoked, and used a competition rub on there. Uh, I done the cherry apple habanero glazed ribs, which are really good. Um and that video has already jumped up there pretty big time. And then um, we done that Cajun-inspired prime rib, uh, which is really good. And we took the leftover prime rib and made some prime rib sliders out of it. I bought me a new slicer. And uh, I can tell you I love using that thing. I uh, used it for the prime rib uh, for that. And I've turned around and used it for cutting the turkey breast up. And I'm going to tell y'all, I will never, I'm not going to carve turkey anymore with a traditional knife. Cutting that up and every slice being precise like well, that. Well, and you only cook turkey breasts. We don't cook a whole turkey. I don't cook whole turkeys most of the time anyway. Our family doesn't eat Yeah, a lot of that. Well, we get those. They're huge turkey breasts from Kevin Green down to Butcher Shop yeah. in Pensacola, Florida. They're probably six-pound turkey breast apiece. They are Six large. or seven. And so you're talking about a huge turkey breast here. So I cut it in half and throw it up on that slicer and go to slicing. And I can tell you just from moist, juicy, the way I brown them or injected them and keeping them really simple and cutting them thin like that, just making a sandwich later or using them, I, you'll never convince me there's a better way to do turkey and slicing it like that. Yeah, I mean, it's very consistent. Very, very consistent. And it's, I mean... The launch of those glazes, um, you know, we sent them out to all our ambassadors and things like that uh, across. We've got a lot of good feedback so far. And 2023 has just been an incredible year. I can't believe it's over with already. Uh, I mean, especially I think with us having our precious little baby girl in April, uh, I think things just kind of went with a not yeah. have a year before. I was like, she was born in April. Well, it's not having her birthday, April. but I think having her has kind of made us not focus on other things, you know, looking at her and doing things with her every day. We kind of got lost in the moments, and the years just flew by. I mean, you'd never make me guess that we just, like, recapped everything we done in those 12 months, you know, just cooking recipes to traveling and, and doing things like that. And, um, it just went by super fast. And so I know 2024 is going to be the same way. 
It's going to be wild. At least this year, I'm pretty prepared. I'm very proud of myself. I've already planned out almost every recipe for the year. See if it changes. I mean, some of it might shift and change, but I've we, we've we've. Who do you want to have on the podcast this year? Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Malcolm and Shell up at some point. We we're going to get them up sometime this year, and just honestly, just busy, just hiding, and we're 20 minutes apart. Yeah, uh, if that. Yeah, I know Malcolm and Shell. Uh, I'd love to have Martin, Jamie on. Yeah, and and Mikey and you know and Malcolm all for it one time. Talk about buck junkies too. Um. Because I listen to the Buck Junkies podcast, and uh, I know we we should be able to sit down with Matt at some point this year uh, and have him on a show. Um, you know, we got Bob and Mo coming up, yeah, uh, and we done one on Bob and one on Mo separately as well. Um, I don't know; it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. We're going on several trips, and I'm taking the time to kind of plan some uh, some things out at some of the trips we're going on to be able to sit down with some of the people that. We don't cross paths with a lot of times. Yeah, uh, that we jump on a phone call every now and then. And so while we're on these trips, we're going to go hide somewhere and sit down for thirty, forty-five minutes and just have a conversation about barbecue in general. Um, hope to do that. Um, and just really looking forward to kicking off really this year with that event in Cape Girardeau in a in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to that and seeing everybody and just seeing how it goes and getting the year started be some different people there this year too right it will be some different people this year i think they've changed the format a little bit um but it's it's gonna be a good time i'm sure indoors may set up a little mobile bar i feel like i need an oxygen mask i can breathe in all the smoke it won't be bad if i do go well for anybody listening to the podcast you got any ideas anything you want us to cook uh any guests you want us to have on um anything like that uh please uh send it in you can dm it you can comment it on anything uh but we take all those suggestions and we write them down and try to try to initially get to them Um, your phone didn't ring this time my phone did not ring this time i'm very proud of that (laughs) i just want to say thank you to everybody that that kind of supported us in 2023 and stood behind us and, and made our brand for what it is. And I still can't believe we're on this incredible barbecue journey uh, that we've been on. And uh, I just can't see what the rest of 2024 is going to hold. So Never know. Never know. All right, we'll see you all next week for another episode of Shooting the Q. And 2024 is going to be better than ever. Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Q podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the cue.